Welcome to Call Us Mommy Podcast, where we get real about mom life, relationships, and careers. I'm Tiana, a single mom of three. And I'm Marielle, a married mom of four. We're both on a mission to empower you not to settle in any area of life. So we are back with another episode of Call Us Mommy, and I'm going to be recording one of my favorite people. It is the co-host, life wife, my best friend, basically my sister, (laughs) and today we're going to be chatting about homeschooling. Okay, let's do it. So first off, tell us, like, is this your first year homeschooling? Yeah, so the only experience I really have with homeschooling so far is from covid which, like, everyone has that experience, obviously. I just went with something else other than, like, what the schools gave us. So that's the only reason I would say I have some experience. But even mm-hmm. that, I don't really count as, like... Yeah, I was going to say, I think they sent home, like, basically coloring papers. Yeah, so we didn't do any of that. <laughs> I just ordered some, like, you know, they discounted everything, like, all the homeschool materials that I had researched during that time. It was, like, discounted, so I just ordered some. Because I was like, well, maybe this is something that I'll just do from now on. But it took a couple more years to actually do it. So I'm really excited for you because I know this is something that you've talked about like doing for years and I would be like, yeah, that sounds great, yeah. but like that's not for me. Yeah. So I'm really excited about like to see you actually do it and like get yeah. to experience that. Yeah. Tell us how many kids you have, what grades are going to be in, and what grades will actually be homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have four kids. Um, my oldest is 10. He's going into fifth grade. Um, we haven't done the evaluations yet, but he'll probably do fifth or sixth, but also like the homeschooling material, like you can order it in different ways. So it's not mm-hmm. like you're just in one grade. It's really like at different levels. So it'll probably be different for him just cause he's like fifth already or sixth. Mm-hmm. I know. How? That's, crazy. That's know. crazy. And then Lorelai, she's seven. She will be in second grade and she'll probably stay around that like level. Just going into kindergarten and she'll stay around that level. And Esme is my youngest. She's, like, pre-preschool. So I'll probably do, like, a little bit, like, simpler versions of whatever I give Josephine for kindergarten. But my goal is to get – so I'm sure you're going to answer a question or ask a question like this later. But get curriculum eventually whenever – that is, like, a family – like, a family-style teaching. So I can teach a lesson to all the kids. And then they'll have, like, individual worksheets or, like, assignments that are – based on their age and, like, level. I love that. Okay, so we have some questions that our listeners did send in to us, so I'm going to try to go through them. Do you have, like, a plan of, like, how your day-to-day is going Mm -hmm. to go? Not really. Like, I mean, I do, I guess, but we are not, like, a really strict hour-to-hour family anyway. Like me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think that if you are, then you have to have a really strict schedule. But we are not that way, so it's more like chunks. Um, and my kids have already asked, like, is it going to be like, you know, back to back? Like, because I showed them a calendar once, because I, I have to, I have to do a really strict schedule in my head just to like basically have a, have a template, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I showed them that, they kind of panicked a little bit and like, wait a minute, do we want to be homeschooled? Like, the whole reason they don't like school is because they're like, yeah, they don't like the like, you know, wake up at seven, then be at school at eight, and they don't like that. So I was like, okay, well, you'll have like a wake up time. That doesn't mean you wake up at that time. It's just I want everybody up and like moving by around, you know, this time. We have like an hour for breakfast and then we're going to do chores. So it'll be like chunks of time. And then also if someone's like had a bad night or you know, whatever, and they need to sleep an hour late or they get up an hour early and they want to start their day early, I'm not going to 
make them right like I've never been like that like it's basically kind of how how's your body and your mind feeling that day mm -hmm. um, but mornings we take slow anyway even you know in the summers I like to take them slow it just helps me not be anxious immediately during the day if I can stall it as long as possible mm -hmm. that's great and then I like to get some work done so during that time they'll probably have like chores and like things that they need to do around the house, which I kind of still see as homeschooling because they don't do that at school. But right. I think it's important to but learn. But it's important to learn. And there'll be chores that they don't already do that like it's because they don't have time because of school that I haven't like made them do and now they're going to do them. And then once I feel like I've gotten like a good place in my work day, then I'll sit down and do like the main lessons with them because those are the ones I'm worried about are like basically like math and reading. The things that it's like at some point it's going to get harder to learn if you haven't caught on. So I want to focus on making sure like, okay, the days that we're going to do school, let's make sure that happens. And then the extra stuff we'll probably do in the evening once like Zared's home and maybe he can help or like it's more on their own time. It'll be kind of like structured, I guess, the same way as school, just like not school the whole day. Okay, that kind of goes into my next question is like approximately like how many hours a day do you think that you'll be homeschooling? And then also like, do you plan to do like Monday through Friday or mm -hmm. will it be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like what does that look like? So I really still don't know because again, like I'm not experienced. Yeah, like I, I feel like I could say something and then a, a month in I'll be like, oh, just kidding. It has to be completely <laughs> different. But my idea right now is like at least an hour a day, maybe not even that. Probably will depend on the day still. I don't plan on schooling every day. We have a plan with my mother-in-law to like kind of help on Wednesdays. I've tried to like pack all my meetings on Wednesdays so that I can – not have to like break up my day. My day is more stressful when I have meetings breaking them up. So yeah. that will help. And then, you know, if we want to do something on a Thursday or go camping, you know, we're not going to not do that because of like, oh, well, we need to do school. We'll just do it on Sunday or like an extra on Monday. Like I'm not going to be, we're, we don't, we don't want to like be stuck to like that sort of schedule. Right. That kind of defeats the purpose of like homeschooling. Right. Yeah. It allows that flexibility. And that's kind of, and I, say like I don't have any experience with this. This is based on the research that I've done and like people that I have talked to the last few years while trying to figure out if I can do this. Some of them only school like three days a week and they still have summers. Some of them do it all throughout the year so that they don't have to like have that time of recapping basically what they learned last year. So what I've just, what I found and what kind of made me comfortable finally to like pull the trigger was that you don't have to have, it doesn't have to look like everybody else's. And it definitely doesn't have to look like traditional school. There's people who only homeschool in the evenings and they work a full-time nine-to-five job and they still homeschool. I can't um, Which, I mean, I that would probably still be really hard because your kids would have to be somewhere during the day, but, or they'll homeschool on the weekends. So I think it's possible to like fit all your schooling into like two days a week if you mm -hmm. wanted to. It's just finding that rhythm for yourself. Right. I love that you're going into with an open mind because like, I'm the type of person I would go into it with like, this is yeah. how it's going to be. This is the schedule. Yeah. yeah there is no out. changes. Yes. We're going to do this the rest of our it's lives. It's funny because when you <laughs> asked me if we could do this episode, I was like, I definitely want to say that because I'm uh, I'm that way too. And I was talking to my brother the other day because he, him and I are like building a garden and like just researching a lot of different things and trying to figure out what is going to work best. And like, I understand that the first year of this, and I feel like this goes with anything that you try new, is basically a loss. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're only doing it to figure out, like, how to not fail. Okay, this kind of brings me to the discussion we had that one time that the very first year of homeschooling, you're kind of, like, mm -hmm. deconstructing basically everything yeah. that they, like, the routines yes. and everything that they had before. Yeah. 
It's when called unschooling if you want to research that. Like there's a lot of articles and stuff on it. But it's basically, right, right what you said, like deconstructing the way that traditional school teaches and then learning how your kids learn. And I have four of them. And I guarantee not all four of them are going to learn the exact same no. way. So even if I want to do like family style, there's going to have to be – I'm going to have to take time to understand, okay, like if we do this lesson family style, I know that later on I'm going to have to go back and help Lorelai understand this way and Esme understand this way or whatever. And thankfully I know at least Vaden is very self-sufficient and like – if I just give him instruction and tell him I want him to learn this, he will he's got the initiative to go and do it mm-hmm. and he doesn't need like a lot of guidance. So I feel like that will be a saving grace because that's one less kid to worry about. To worry about. I yeah. think he'd probably like also help I the, think he will. the littles. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy that actually. Yeah. Okay, I should have asked you at the beginning, but like what made you make the choice to want to homeschool? I know that this is something that you've wanted to do literally mm-hmm. since you became a mom. Yeah. So tell us a little more about that. I think having always wanted to do it just made everything like more and more re- like relevant. Like I really, you know, need to do this. I think the time that I get with my kids when they're in school, you have to be very intentional with it. But by the time you have them, you're exhausted from your day. You're exhausted from, you know, dealing with them being exhausted from their day. And so no one's in a good mood. It's hard to be intentional about it because you're still going about like your day-to-day and dinner time and bedtime is just – it's such a chaotic hard time. And it's it's even worse for us because we're kind of like night owls. So our kids stay up a little bit later. We stay up later. I mean not like crazy late but later than most especially if you're on like a schedule of like, okay, your kids need to be up, you know, by 7. Thankfully, we live close to our school but like it still, you know, takes time to get them up and moving it just it sets you off for like a bad day to be getting up way earlier than your body's ready and we've never been able to get into that routine so just after several years of that it kind of influenced me more to be like would we be happier adding a little bit more stress maybe but like taking away these other stressors that might balance out if not make us less stressed because we would have more time with our kids like more intentional time with our kids either way we're going to have the chaotic hard part of it right so that comes with having multiple kids right just in general right and then we've also had I mean we've had great teachers and great administrators at the school that our kids have, um the two kids that have been in public school so far have been in but still we see the the lack of you know the ability for a teacher to teach you know 26 kids individually the way that they need to be taught that's not the teacher's fault I really don't even think it's just the school's fault it's just the system that's been built you know right. I said like Vaden's been high ability and so he just gets very bored at school and then you know Lorelai gets bored as well but she also like gets really frustrated when she's challenged because she doesn't have like the resources that she needs and again I don't think it's at fault of the teacher at all I think it's just the system that's set up and then they both have complained a lot about like all the downtime at school and just feeling like they waste (laughs) so much time yeah and they like they like to have their schedule and like know what they're doing each day but they like to have a little bit of control over that so we've talked a lot I've talked a lot about them with it and so once they started giving me almost like the okay of like I think I would like homeschooling Okay, so maybe you're like me and you also have the desire to homeschool, but you just don't have the privilege of living off of a single family income. I am only able to do this because I work from home and I'm able to create the flexibility around my work life and my homeschool life to make it work. 
I started as a virtual assistant 10 years ago. Being a virtual assistant is what got me to where I am now. It's very flexible and it's easy to get started if you have the right guidance. And we have a program that can help you do that. So if this is like a path that you want to take and you think that homeschooling could be the door that opens you up to that path, we have a free class that is just 10 minutes. It's like an intro to this world so that, you know, if you have any confusion about it, this will bring clarification. We'll give you a lot of information and some opportunities to get started for really cheap and to get started with us holding your hand completely. But if you want to check it out, check the link in the bio and you can learn more. And if you're listening to this episode and you're like, okay, well, I'm feeling mom guilt because I could never Mm -hmm. homeschool. I have the ability to be able to work from home and have my kids home. And I know homeschooling is not for me, especially Mm -hmm. right now in this season of my life. Am I saying it's going to be a forever thing? No, but I'm also set like right now I mentally could not do it. And so don't feel like any guilt right now. This conversation we're having is just like, because we also love the fact that we can both be in different seasons of our life and do different things and we're not judging each other for yeah. the differences. Like, and I don't think that I love it. Homeschooling is for every parent. So I think that, you know, if I start noticing I have to pray about that a lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if I start noticing things that my kids are not getting from, you know, public school, I'm not made for homeschooling, but I take them out because I notice that they're going to also miss so many things because I'm not made for homeschooling. So I think it's just finding what's best for your family. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say like homeschooling for the sole reason of like, I feel like my kids are safer is not going to fix the problem because I mean, we're not safe anywhere anymore. So we can't live our life by that. And pulling your kids out whenever there are parents who literally can't pull their kids out is not going to solve the problem. It almost makes it you know, worse. And so I don't think that like you should feel mom guilt for for any of that. I think that this episode is really just like, if you're in a situation like me, where you've wanted to do this, and it keeps pulling on you more and more and more. And maybe you just need that person to be like, No, I promise you can do it. If like, it's going to take work, but you just have to make the choice to like make it work for your family and not, not however, you know, somebody that so for the listeners who have no idea what you even do, tell us a little bit about like how you work from home, how many hours a week that you work, and mm-hmm. then how you're going to kind of juggle your clients yeah. and your business and homeschooling your kids at the same time. Yeah. So I have one client. I, I work as a project manager for a company that I've worked for for several years. So I think that is important for me because I know my workload, I know what to expect. Obviously, that can change, you know, sometimes week to week, depending on products we have going on. But I'm comfortable enough in my position to add something like this. If you are someone who's like just starting to work from home, I would not recommend being like, okay, well, I'm working from home now, I'm immediately gonna start homeschooling. I'm not saying you can't do that. You totally could. It just you might be setting yourself up for it to be a little bit harder, a little Mm -hmm. bit faster. So I would just recommend, you know, getting comfortable. And we say this, to ladies in our uh, virtual assistant program who start their virtual assistant program and then like are also getting ready to go on maternity leave. Don't get a full-time client right before you're getting on your maternity leave so that you have a newborn and a full-time client because that's like having two newborns. So take it slower. Start with maybe like a 20-hour client or a 10-hour client or something like that that you can really ease into the world and that new routine, get used to it, and then add something else. So, yes, I work, you know, a product manager position. I, it's different than being a virtual assistant, but it's similar in the sense that, you know, you're handling, you're wearing kind of a lot of hats and you're online. Obviously, it's remote. I feel like it's probably about the same amount of meetings, maybe a little bit more. So it's just really figuring out what your day to day looks like and then structuring your homeschooling around that as much as you can. So we all know there's like such a stigma with like 
people saying they're going to homeschool their kids. How does your like how is your family like handling this? Are they supporting you? Mm-hmm. Are you getting some like backlash of like yeah. Ariel, do you think that's a good idea? Yeah. No, I think my parents I mean my parents and both my husband's parents uh, have uh, never shown n- non-support for it. I I don't think that they would either. I think they trust us a lot. But also like Six months ago, we were basically telling them we're going to sell everything and live in an RV and travel and do So they kind of got it. That they so they were, were like, okay, well, if you're not going to do that, you can do literally whatever, just as long as you're not leaving. So, no, I think regardless, they would have been happy. And, you know, my, my mom works a remote job, but it's a little more hands-on, so she can't – her work just doesn't look the same as mine. She's on more calls. It's more, like, urgent. So – she is willing to help whenever she can, but it's just a little bit different. My mother-in-law is a nurse, and she works, like, those shifts where it's, like, you know, three days at a time or something like that. So she tries to, like, find days in the week that, like, my Wednesday, that she can then take off and, like, be with the kids. So I've talked with her, and I told her that she always reminds me of um, – I don't know if you guys know, like, the Magic School Bus, but, like, the teacher in Magic School Bus, I told her, like, I was talking to the kids, and we were watching that show, and I was like, I feel like that's Lola, and they were like, yes, it is, because she's, like, such a, you know, if you're hanging out with Lola, she, like, doesn't want to just sit around the house and let you play by yourself or watch you watch a show. You're going on an adventure every time you're hanging out with her. (laughs) So, I was like, how perfect for homeschooling that they would literally basically get to go on this, like, little mini field trip every week with her. So she and when I, I brought that to up to her, what that's called because they always say it. You know, they sing the song when they're yeah. going on it, and now you have to call it that every time. They yeah, go. I will. Yeah, it's time for your magic school bus day. Yes, but yeah. So whenever I brought up homeschooling to her, I was like, you know, I don't know if you'd be able to. Like, I know you have a lot going on, but if you wanted to, like, find a day with me, I could pile all my meetings on that day, and like they could have fun with you basically instead of like be home with me every day throughout the week, and she got super excited about the idea and so I've been really lucky to have both parents always really supportive in our parenthood but especially with this too so but I I know I mean I've I've had people question it like well are you sure about that like homeschoolers are weird and I think I've just done enough of my own research Mm -hmm. that it just doesn't and I've also been so hardened by people questioning things that are not don't fit the norm because of my career now that I'm like, okay, well, you really don't know what you're saying. Right. You're basing this off of your experience. Like, if you meet two people that are a certain way, that doesn't mean everyone, you know, that has been homeschooled are that way. It's a very small-minded right. mindset. Yeah. I also, like, love that you're bringing other people in because if I were to do it, I'd be like, I don't need yeah, anyone's I got help. It. I'm yeah. doing it all by myself and then I'd be over there drowning. Yeah. So I love that even, like – even if they would have said no, but you put that on the table like, hey, mm-hmm. like we're doing this. Would you be up for like yeah. a day? I'm lucky enough, like I said, that both sides of our family, you know, have flexible kind of jobs to actually make that work. So if for you that's not the case, maybe you have a friend who works remote and you can like work with them or do like a co-op one day or find a co-op. There's lots or, of co-ops. Like and even, even in like I know the small town where mm-hmm. – we're like where we're from there's even there is like, homeschooling co-ops there so and just- I have not tried obviously like have not tried any of them out yet but um I've also just thought about like finding a few families that homeschool that we kind of relate and that being our own little group you know because co-ops can be overwhelming for someone like for me it's overwhelming because I'm more of an introvert so it would overwhelm me to be like let me make sure my kids get socialized right let me make sure like I like the socialized. people and they like me and like <laughs> I, I just have a really hard time with that. So I think even, even if you can just find one or two other families that do it, that would help. That's a good idea. 
So have you found like a homeschooling plan that you're going to use? Not yet. Not like a full plan. I'm not, I'm doing a little bit of like the unschooling this year. So, and I also don't want to invest like hundreds, potentially thousands of dollars into a curriculum that I end up hating. And I've heard of a lot of people doing that. Like they just find a curriculum that looks good online or that they've read the, even read the reviews of, but they haven't taught it to their kids. So they don't really know. And so they put a bunch of money into it and then do it for a year and like, oh, I hated that. And I don't want to do that, especially since I have four kids, so I could potentially reuse a lot. Very expensive, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I also, you know, homeschooling tends to be, at least where we are, done a lot by Christian families, which is great. But there's a lot of Christian curriculum, and not that I don't agree with that, because I am Christian, but I don't want to only teach one worldview to my kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I want them to have an open mind and understand things from a science foundation not just a faith-based so it's hard to find curriculum that isn't in some way christian influence or one or the other mm-hmm. so and in some ways that doesn't matter but when we're talking about like science and things like that like i do want it to be uh science-based so it's hard it's been hard to find things like that so what i what i am doing is researching different things and kind of like picking and choosing to create like a curriculum. So for my first year, what I'll do is a lot of these curriculums have like free versions or like you can download these and print them on your own. So it's not like you get a bound book that's like nice and already done, but you can print it off with your own printer and then go get it bound or whatever, which is extra work, but I'm going to do that the first year. So I'm not investing a ton of money into something that I potentially won't like. And then if I find things that I like, then I'll start investing in them. But I also want to find, you know, Vaden is really into like coding and he wants to like create video games and things like that. So I'm sure there are subscriptions and things out there that you probably pay for. And I would rather put money into that where it's like a month to month thing. So that's kind of what I'm thinking for this first year. I'm sure that ongoing, you know, things could change and I could like something really well. But it just depends. So it's just kind of going to be... Like this is what our this is what I know I want us to learn this year, or maybe even month to month, and then filling the gaps from there. The last question I have for you is I know that like I somehow got stuck on the homeschooling rabbit hole like through TikToks and Instagram reels, and everyone has this like aesthetic where yeah. everything looks so cute, so organized, yeah. like Pinterest worthy. Are you going to have that or? Are you just going to jump in and like say we don't obviously need yeah. those. Let's be realistic. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to have that. But I think that you um, you know, you have to be pretty privileged to buy all that stuff right away. And again, it's overcoming that like what we talked about earlier. Like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the best possible way I can from the very beginning and it's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel like we both go at things. <laughs> like, so mean. I would be so like, then we never get house is switching. Everything right. in here is changed. Yeah. It's a homeschooling because environment. Because a homeschool room. <laughs> And we both do that, and I've learned I just financially and, like, for mental stability can't do that with everything. So the good practice has been with our garden. Like, I wanted it to be exactly – like, even now, I have a Pinterest board in my head, and I'm like, okay, Ariel, you're not going to get this Pinterest board this year unless you want to go bankrupt. And then also (laughs) probably do it for nothing because everything's going to most likely not produce everything you want it to. So it's been good practice to be like, okay, one tiny step at a time. And – I know this is like also different than homeschooling, but when we moved into our house that we remodeled, I mean, like everything, it was nothing that is now in there is the same as it was. So it was one of those houses. And I remember our neighbor saying, you know, just get one room finished that you can sit down, she said, and have a Coke in and relax. And I remember thinking like, that's really good advice, but that's not going to work for me. (laughs) No. Because I'll be sitting in that room thinking about the room next to me not being done. But it really is good advice because... 
you unless you do have the funds to completely do everything all at once quickly then you you kind of just have to choose to deal with the fact that things somewhere. are done. Yeah. Like you have to start somewhere if you want it. Right. Like if you really want it, you have to start somewhere. And I don't even know if I'll ever get there because the more that I look at them, some, sometimes I'm like, I don't know how minimalist this is and really. And also how realistic. Is right. It? And I think it would just overwhelm a lot of people at first. So yeah, sure, if we get to that point, then we'll do that. But I'm trying to let go of that. And, and my idea of an aesthetic is more like, what we feel like during the day and like the time that we're spending together, not the fact that like the, all the books match and the tools that we use to, you know, so, pair you know, with the I would be the over there cringing, like itching my and body. I'm sure I will, but I think once you're in the thick of it, you know, it's kind of like whenever you get to school and they're like, okay, green for science, red for math, and you're like, oh, I hate all these colors mm-hmm. together, but then you just get used to it. It's just like it is what it yeah, is, you know? Yeah, that is very true. Because so. at the beginning of the year, I'd be like, why are we using right, Why can't blue? we only use pink and purple, please? I bought pink and I have to go buy a green one <laughs> yeah. now. Like, I'd be so mad. Those colors don't go together in my aesthetic. Yeah. So, so. yeah, but by the end of the school year, you didn't even realize it. Right. That's yeah. so true. Okay. Do you have any like last piece of advice for anyone who's like considering this, but they don't know really, they don't feel capable or they don't feel like it's financially available for them? Yeah. I mean, I will give advice that I feel like I've taken in from other people that have helped me make this decision because again haven't done this yet <laughs> like this will be my first year so ask me here and maybe I'll, I'll be better at giving advice so please don't like listen like think that I have it figured out and if you don't feel like as confident as maybe I sound then you can't do it because I'm not confident I've just found peace in that you probably That's never feel good. confident Find peace in your decision yeah and also that like you're not going to break your kids so you could go a whole year and just take a whole year off of, and do unschooling and yeah I'm sure it would be hard to come back and like have them learn how to start reading and things like that they don't already know how to do that but it's not you know it's not impossible it's not gonna like break them so I think that if you feel like your family needs that that intentional time of finding your own routine and stepping away from you know traditional schooling the benefit will much more outweigh like just of doing that I think will much more outweigh the risk of them falling behind in school. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Call Us Mommy podcast. If you want to spend more time with us, make sure to hit follow. And if you like the episode, share with a friend and leave a review. 